and welcome to So What's the Problem, in which we rewatch a movie from our youth to determine if it's problematic by today's standards. I'm Jen. And I'm Jimmy, and today we're going to be talking about The Mighty Ducks, which was released on the 2nd of October 1992 in the US, and on um, July 2nd, 1993 in the UK. It was written by Stephen Brill and directed by Stephen Herrick, two Stevens. Um, <laughs> it stars Milo Estevez, Joss Ackland, Lane Smith, Joshua Jackson, uh, MC Ganey, and other kids. Jimmy and I have thought of three problems the movie has, and we'll discuss them. We also have thought of one positive the movie has. So, so what's your history with this? Well, I saw it when I was a teenager, because 92... I would have been about, what, 13, I think? I don't know. Time time just... <laughs> time's a thing. Um, so, <laughs> I did see it when I was younger. I watched it a few times. I quite enjoyed it. It was a good, fun film. And I've watched it a couple of times when it was on TV um, over the years. And it's not one that I go back to. Um, it's not one I watch. And I've only ever seen the sequels once each. I started watching the second one straight after I watched the first one. And I got like 20 minutes in and I was like, no, that'll do. That'll do for me for Mighty (laughs) Ducks for this evening and I haven't gone back to it yet. Um, But yeah, I like, it's it's fun. It has, it has its issues um, story-wise for me, but, um, but yeah, what's your history with it? Um, this, you know, I saw a lot of movies when I was a kid, and this is one of the few theater experiences where, like, I have a distinct memory of it because I read in the paper there was gonna it was a sneak preview, and it was supposed to be a double feature of this and three ninjas. And I was like, "All right, mom, let's go to this double feature." I'd never been to a double feature before, and uh, plus, it was a sneak preview. The movies weren't even out yet, mm-hmm. and and so we went. And I must—I don't know if I got the date wrong or what, but there was no double feature. <laughs> but we still got to see it. We saw it. Um, sneak at a sneak preview. I loved it. I don't know if I saw it in the theater again because that seems like something I would have talked my mom into doing. Mm-hmm. But I was really, really into it. Um, I got. I was. I really liked D two. I didn't see that till it came out on home video. It's that would be a better one to talk about problems because I had problems with the sequel, but I still watched them a million times. So I was uh, in high school when the third movie came out, saw it in the theater four times. I don't know why I was so obsessed with the Mighty Ducks when I was younger, but I was. <laughs> I have them all on DVD. Um, and I am so pumped for the show uh, that premieres this week. Yeah. Um, well, when does it pre- premiere? What's the date? Uh, the 26th, I think. That's uh, Friday. Yes, yeah, March 26th. Oh, yeah, this will be released on the Monday, so yeah, this coming Friday. Yeah, and uh, so, and Lauren Graham's on it, which I love Lauren mm-hmm. Graham. Uh, and I don't know, I just, you, I don't seek out sports movies that often. Well, it's weird, because I, I actually really love sports mm-hmm. movies. I don't. I just don't go out of my way to yeah. watch them, which is weird. Um, and then, of course, I became a huge Joshua Jackson fan mm-hmm. later. But yeah, so my history is that I am apparently a super fan of these movies. Um, and I, before we get started, I had actually, um, I, I have some IMDb trivia that I thought was interesting. Okay. If you don't mind me no, reading No, no, of course not. Carry on. 
Okay, so I think this is important because I had wondered about this when I was a kid. Uh, they they call Adam and the Hawks cake eaters. No, yeah, I was going to bring that up, yeah. <laughs> this term is actually well known throughout Minnesota and refers to people who live in the city of Adena, a suburb of Minneapolis. A cake eater is saying a person who is so rich they can have their cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I actually really like that. Okay, now this is interesting because the thing, one of the things I like about this movie is that it's dark. Mm-hmm. Um, most kids' movies don't have DUIs in them. Yeah, that's, yep, yeah, we talked about that. <laughs> so, uh, the original premise of Mighty Ducks was much darker with a, with very little comedy about an ex NHL player who turned, turned alcoholic who seeks revenge on his old coach by coaching opposite him. Right. That's dark. That is dark. Um, and then, Here's something I so I I got to the end of the movie and the score started playing mm-hmm. when they win and I was like I feel like Queen should be playing here mm-hmm. like why isn't Queen playing here and I thought well maybe I'm confusing it with the end of D2 where they're sitting around a campfire singing Queen yeah. and then when I looked at the trivia I saw that um the TV version and streaming just has traditional score they took out Queen mm-hmm. so uh we are the champions plays when they win and we will rock you plays in the credits mm-hmm. and I went and grabbed my DVD and it was correct on the DVD, um, but I think it works better with the score. And then this is just dumb IMDb trivia, mm-hmm. which you know I love. Yep. Okay. Emilio Estevez plays a lawyer that redeems himself through community service. Jesse Smollett plays one of the recipients of the community service and would later perform community service himself. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's terrible. I want to frame it. That's such weird <laughs> trivia. Oh, yeah, this this should just be a regular thing, Jen, where you just read your IMDb trivia. I mean, a lot of it, a lot of it depends on if somebody has put some bad yeah, trivia that is, in. Yeah, that is the dumbest trivia yet, I think. It's like, yeah, because we were talking about that with the, you know, we were talking about Lost Boys, mm-hmm. and um, this person was in that movie, and it was only the cast, only cast member of the Lost Boys to be in that movie, and it's like, so, who gives a shit? Who cares? It's it it says nothing. It's a nothing burger. <laughs> so yeah. Right. So what's your first problem then, Jen? Okay, you should know that I love this movie. Uh huh. Yeah. Not as much as my, or it, it's not as perfect to me as my girl. But <laughs> mm-hmm. this is a little tough. So there's a part where he's teaching them how to play hockey better, and they are using eggs, mm-hmm. and uh, one of them gets egg. On Coach Bombay's sweater, mm-hmm. but in the next part of this montage, his sweater is clean. Right, so we're doing continuity errors <laughs> as problems in. That's fine, because I have one as a problem too. Because that's the kind of thing that bothers me so yeah. much. Like if, if you see it, it can bother you, yeah, if you notice it, absolutely. And it would be more interesting if you just see him with the egg on his sweater the whole time, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and since there's really nothing to say about that, I also want to add to the conversation that you know, they buy, find a box of uh, Sports Illustrated magazines. Are mm-hmm. you familiar with this whole pornography in the woods thing? Yeah. Yeah. What is that? What is that? <laughs> like, I recently saw, I think it was on Reddit, like, a thread where people were telling their stories about finding a box of mag- dirty magazines in the mm-hmm. woods. And yeah. I'm like, I can't imagine anyone's going to the trouble of, like, having this many screen names and making up all these stories or that this many people would all lie about it. Mm-hmm. Like, so apparently this was a real thing, and I don't understand it. No, neither do I. It never happened to me. 
Um, how often were you in the woods? Well, we I lived near woods. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I in con- the I'm in the I'm in I'm in the Scottish countryside, so <laughs> it just seems like a lot of people found boxes of of pornography in the woods, and I don't understand what the deal is with yeah. that. And it's one of those things where, like, maybe I don't want to know because it's more interesting if it's mysterious, but it's weird. Mm-hmm. What's your first problem? It's too cartoony for me. An occasion. Uh, besides the beginning with like the fast forward running and stuff, that's about like, I hate. All, what all? What all is is? Um... Well, it's mostly just that. Okay. And this, but there's also cartoon sound effects throughout as well. Yeah. Occasionally. That, that is. And I don't like that, that stuff. Was one of my problems till I found something else out. Mm-hmm. Uh, find, found something worse. Because I mean, like they're doing something. It's like oh, they're waiting in a dog pooping so they can like trick someone into opening a bag of poop and it's like well that's quite you know sort of mean for a kid's movie but then the guy throws it out the window and it goes wee and then they run away and it's all sped up and it's like tippy tapping footprint uh, sound effects and they're running and mm-hmm. it's like that's fucking that's i, I hate that shit pick a lane movie <laughs> you know you just had someone yeah. get arrested for dui pick a lane don't be so cartoony after something like that. You don't need it. Just, you know, you're a, you're a fun enough movie that you don't need that ridiculousness. Yeah. So, yeah. Because I actually forgot about the dog poop part. I forgot I all about that. I never forget. <laughs> well, yeah. a- another problem I did have with that is, um, so we see Coach Bombay in the limo heading to his community service, and then we see all this stuff happening with the kids, and then we see him in the limo again, and then all of a sudden we see them playing mm-hmm. and on the ice, and it just seemed, like, it was just really weird to me that they put that whole thing in the middle of, like, his car ride, as though, like, because it makes you think this is happening while he's driving there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, so while he's driving there, this whole thing happens, and then they quickly get to their practice. Yeah, it it just the t- it, it I didn't I didn't really like that. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. And also, there's a, a bit where um when Bombay is complaining about his predicament, and MC Ganey is the limo driver, mm-hmm. and he MC Ganey gives this really weird sort of smile. It's like a creepy sort of cartoony grin that he gives, and it's mm-hmm. like that's not right either. That just seems sort of off considering the rest of the movie. Um, but yeah, that that's my main problem. There is a, there's some moments of cartooniness that I don't like, like cartoon sound effects. There's no need mm-hmm. for stuff like that. There's no need for it. Yeah. So, what's your second problem? Charlie's hair. <laughs> it's real bad. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm not saying Joshua Jackson has always had great hair. I remember his frosted tip phase. Okay. Um, oh yeah. I, yeah, we uh, watched um, Urban Legend. We did the commentary on Urban Legend, and he had this—he had bleached blonde hair in that well, one, didn't he? Yeah, and in uh, Cruel Intentions, and then mm-hmm. when they went back for the second season of Dawson's Creek, it has to open up. Uh, like one of the first scenes is him and Dawson getting their hair done before school. Yeah, because uh, that's a thing teens do, and he <laughs> had to get like, but he had these frosted tips, and so they had to write it into the show. Um, mm-hmm. but. If the episode picks up right where the last one left off, like, how do you deal with that? So you have them get their hair done before school, apparently. But yeah, yeah. Charlie's hair. It's its like, I, I don't know if it, 
if you could call it a mullet, but it's edging towards mullet. It looks like a sort of something that's been left over from the 80s. And it's like, I understand that at this time, that's not a terrible haircut, right? Mm-hmm. But I, it, I'm also really angry about his hair because if I had a crush on him at the time and his hair looked like that, what does it say about me? Fair enough. It doesn't say anything good. It makes <laughs> me feel bad about myself and my taste. But his hair improves throughout the like the movies, doesn't it? No. Doesn't it go oh, into the... yeah, later movies. <laughs> yeah. No, not the not this movie. The, like by D three, he does. He's got like pacey season mm-hmm. one hair and that, hasn't he? Oh, and he is more pacey, like in that movie. I mean, at that like because the first movie, it, it's like you know they call him Spazway, and he doesn't have he doesn't have a ton of confidence. Not in the way he does later. Like Joshua Jackson is really good at playing that charm. Mm-hmm. Um. It's it's why like recently I was rewatching Dawson's Creek and I'm watching the second season and I'm or in and in the third season and I'm thinking I have a crush on Pacey I'm a grown ass adult and I have a crush on this guy and I think it's because he has that confidence mm-hmm. um but he's also a really nice guy and so just like even thinking about how he is in the third movie right now is really weird for me right yeah. I should really rewatch those movies before I watch the show yeah I should watch I should finish two and then watch <laughs> three um because I'm going to watch the show. Absolutely, okay. I'm going to watch the show. Yeah. Oh, definitely. and with my other, one of my other podcasts, Pilot Inspectors, we don't really record it anymore. Um, we <laughs> did Say by the Bell a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and that was our first episode in like a year. Yeah. Uh, but I already told Dylan we have to do Mighty Ducks. So. Right. <laughs> Look for that in your feeds. There's not really that many like actual pilots anymore because they're streaming. They're not actually. They're not pilots mm-hmm. because. They weren't made with the intention of getting the series made. It's like, make the series so they make it all in one go. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the actual point of a pilot doesn't really exist anymore outside of network TV. Yeah, if we were still doing the podcast regularly, I would have changed the rules. Because yeah. as we were going, it you know, because we used to record two or three episodes a week. And as we were going, I was like, does this really, should we really be talking about these streaming shows? But like, we wanted to have the conversation, but then there was so much TV, it became overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we were still doing it regularly, I would be like, well, we're not going to do shows where it was a, you know, they picked up a full season before shooting anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'd stick with network. Plus the network ones are usually much more flawed, which is more fun to talk about. Yeah, true. Um, I was actually, one of my problems was going to be the use of the word spaz. Um, because in the UK, that sort of, the word spaz derived from the word spastic. Mm-hmm. And spastic is what, is, in the UK, spastic is what retard is in the US. Oh. So if you call someone a spastic, Mm-hmm. Or if you call someone who has difficulties, learning difficulties, whatever that word, then that's, you know, that's kind of like calling them a retard in America. So that's different connotations in different countries because if you, I watch a lot of TV and even Buffy's had it in it as the word spaz. And it's like, you know, it's fine this word that, you know, gets kicked about mm-hmm. um, and nobody really cares about it. But over here, it would be a big deal that someone said that. I did so, not know that. 
Yeah. And although I just I just googled it because I was curious that like that is on the ableist list. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does. The first thing that comes up says like especially in the UK and Ireland, but like. Yeah. Yeah, it's the when it comes to ableist terms, that's the hardest. That's because there's always going to be one or two that are just in your vocabulary that you never think about, like lame. Yeah, like we're not supposed to say lame anymore, and it's really, really hard to get rid of that, or like um, stupid or dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, the list is so long, and so I'm sure I've seen spastic on that list, mm-hmm. but it's like. <laughs> I don't use the word spaz anymore. I think I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I usually end up just concentrating on the ones I do use regularly. It doesn't always work out so well. But then again, there are some things like that. Like, I understand that you don't call someone retarded or a retard, and you don't call them, mm-hmm. call them spastic because that is a horrible word. Mm-hmm. But especially, I mean, over here, growing up, that was like an actual insult. That was something that you would say. Or if we saw, like... um disabled people you know uh, and you called them that that's a really horrible nasty thing to say um so that i understand but like saying that you're not allowed to say lame anymore Mm -hmm. or stupid um that that annoys me because it's like while i understand that some people may be upset the use of certain words like retard and spastic i don't think there's anything wrong with saying lame unless you are intending it to be an insult regarding disability because mm-hmm. like to say oh i watched a movie and it was lame i'm not saying i watched a movie and it was like um it was retarded or mm-hmm. you know it reminded me of a disabled person I'm just saying I didn't like the movie because it was shit. I never know what to think about some of the things that we're not supposed to say, like mm-hmm. um, like turning a blind eye or yeah. falling on deaf ears. Like, we're not supposed to say things like that. I know, that um, makes no sense. And just... I don't... I just try my best to avoid saying the things. Yeah, no, I know, because um, you don't want to... You, you don't want to insult anyone. You don't want to offend anyone. And yeah, I but I, I that, don't but... beat myself up about them the way i have other things um especially because like if you take every term that you're that you know that in the past few years maybe you found out are bad Mm -hmm. it's so much to concentrate on at once that i'm like let me get rid of like guys that's a thing that like we're not supposed to say anymore and that's when i understand better even though I mean, I, I, well, I mean, the people. I'm not the group that it offends, right? So, like, yeah. I can't say like, well, that's bad. That's you know, a silly thing to get upset mm-hmm. about. Um, so I just try. I right now, I'm just concentrating on things like that. <laughs> um, no, I know. I mean, are you even allowed to say um that you beat yourself up anymore? Is that are you allowed that because th- people self harm and so. stuff? Are you allowed to? Is that all right? Oh, you just uh, don't I, fucking I, know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's tough. It's you know. It's it's, it's uh, and it's hard because you don't want to then sound like the like Tucker Carlson's of the world or whatever. No, of course not. I want to be a good person. Yeah, it's like it's tough. <laughs> it's tough because like you don't want to complain about it because then like what am I, Pierce Morgan? Right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, and and I, he does complain about a lot, and I can't stand Pierce Morgan. Although mm-hmm. occasionally he does have, he does say the right things Mm -hmm. that I agree with. (laughs) Oh, there was one time, there was one time where he really shut down Ben Shapiro talking about guns. Yeah. And it was a delight. Yeah. 
Because contrary to belief, um, Piers Morgan isn't actually like right wing. Mm-hmm. Um, Piers Morgan sort of leans more towards the left. He just likes to piss people off in what he says. Yeah. But he is sort of more left leaning than most, um, like, well, especially like in America. He, mm-hmm. he would be considered left if he said all the things he wanted to say. I mean, like, he's, he's a, he opposes guns and stuff. So if he was, and if he was American, then, you know, he would be considered left. He wouldn't be considered If he was American, he'd probably lie about his feelings about guns. So he'd yeah, make probably. More money. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Did you say your second problem? Because you said things that were almost your problems, but I can't remember if you. I haven't said it. my second one okay, yet. What's no. your second problem? Um, it's a continuity error that annoyed me, and it's actually annoyed me since I first saw it. I think maybe one of the times I saw it when I was younger, back in the nineties, when Tammy puts on her shirt and Bombay talks to her and her brother. Mm-hmm. Um. Our hair is tucked into the shirt, but then uh-huh. when Bombay walks away and it cuts to a mid-shot of Tammy, our hair's now out. And it's very noticeable, because our hair's tucked in, and then cut away, cut mm-hmm. back, and it's out. And there's no... And we even see her in the cutaway shot, because she's standing with her back to us, and her hair's still tucked in. But then as soon as it cuts straight back mm-hmm. to her, her hair's out. That annoys me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing annoys me. It's like something like that should be should be caught when they're editing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like at least if you're cutting it, at least give give us like a second or two without Tammy in a shot, so we can say mm-hmm. to ourselves, "Oh, she took it out while we weren't watching." You yeah. know. <laughs> uh. So. My third problem is actually a real problem. All right, yay! Um, and I have not looked into it to see how bad this is. Right. So I don't actually know. This is I'm just going off gut feeling mm-hmm. here. Okay. So there's a part in the movie, and this time watching it, I actually missed it because my kid was in the room, and he has no respect for the fact that I'm watching a movie. <laughs> like he was not watching it with me; he was playing Minecraft. Um, and he kept bugging me, and I think he distracted me at the part whenever this happens. But at some point, the Hawks call the two black kids and a white kid Oreo. Yeah. And that's fine, because the Hawks are awful. Yeah. And this is an indication of how awful they are, right? Like, they're mm-hmm. being racist. Mm-hmm. But then later, Coach Bombay is, like, you know, calling them all into the ice, and he's like, he says something about the Oreo line. Mm-hmm. Made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And also, he calls, um, what is it, Connie? He calls her mm-hmm. a skirt. He says, score one for the that. skirt. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah. Yeah, I I just, it, it made me feel, and the Oreo thing, like, that's always been kind of weird for me. Mm-hmm. Like, as a kid, it obviously wasn't as weird, but, like, as I got a little older, like, even into high school, I was just like, I don't, should he be saying that? I don't know. Um, and it just, it made me a little a little uncomfortable. Because, and then when you're a kid watching the movie, you're like, well, if the black kids are okay with it, then it's fine. And then you get older and you're like, a white man wrote this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's not like, you know, and it's not like the actors have control over it, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that just, there's just like a little racist moment. Yeah. What's your third problem? There's... Little resolution in certain storylines 
Like, things don't get resolved. Like, they win and then that's it. But then you've got, like, nothing. There's no real resolution with the coach. You know, the bad coach. You think there mm-hmm. would be more resolution with that? It's just, like, he gets beat and that's it. But he's already lost before. So it's just not that that's a big fucking deal to me. He's lost one time in which he blames Coach Bombay. So him losing now is important because not only has he won like every year, no. but he got defeated by the guy who lost. No, I get I, that. I, I prefer. I get that. No, I, I mean, it would be nice if there was a little more, but I'm also glad they didn't go the way of like him being like, good game, son. And like making it seem like he had like softened or something. No, I know, but that would I would, really would have preferred something like, um, like, uh, the, the, what's the coach Bombay mooing, mooning him? Something like that. Um, no, like the kid <laughs> Banks. He um, and his storyline. Banks' storyline comes in way too late. By the way, mm-hmm. um, it's like fifty-five minutes in. They introduce the thing that Banks should be a duck. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, the, all that. Th- we'll get into that in a minute because all that's a mess. But like Banks' dad doesn't even get to be like say something to the the bad coach because he goes away with Banks mm-hmm. gets hurt. And that just seems like a waste to me. It's like, Banks gets hurt and gets carted away, so his storyline's null and void. It makes no difference that he's part of the team in that anymore. His storyline just becomes like, doesn't matter, um, because the Ducks win without him, so he's kind of pointless, really. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I'd like to have seen Banks' dad to at least maybe, like, fucking sock the coach in the face or something. You know, because he was, he did... Yeah. He told them to hurt his child. He would have thought that, you know, the dad would have done something about that, but no, that sort of thing. And then the feud between Banks and Jesse just ends. It's like Banks gets hurt and Jesse's like, Cake eater, you'll be fine. And it's like, what? what? Yeah, I wish they'd fleshed that out a little because I do, I, lo- I think that Banks has a really good storyline. Like, I love the idea that it's like, the Hawks are his friends. As soon as he's not one of them, they're awful to him. Yeah. Um, so he learns they're not really his friends. And then these kids are resistant to him. But then once he like proves that he cares about the sport and that he's like a team player with them, they accept him. And it just, yeah, I think we needed at least one more like little scene with them mm-hmm. because Adam Banks's journey, <laughs> it's, it's short, but it's interesting. Well, they should. I think it should have been introduced a bit earlier and give him a little bit more, fleshed it out a bit more with him and and mm-hmm. the ducks. Um, and also, they, we, I don't think we really needed Banks to be one of the bullies at the beginning. One of the ones that gets um, hurt by what's-his-face? The big dude? Fulton. Yeah, because... Banks and it's another two guys, they're the ones that are like picking on the ducks. And I don't think you needed that because that doesn't really get resolved either. Because as soon as I Banks. Liked be- it. But as soon as Banks becomes a duck, he's a completely different person. There's not one ounce of like that he was that kid when he becomes a duck. Not one. There's not. He doesn't. He's not like um, confrontational with anyone. Mm-hmm. He, he's the butt of the confrontation. He's the one that Jesse's the one that's confrontational to him. But they don't mention the bullying either. They don't mention that scene, and it's like just sort yeah. of, you know, it's just when they're bullying him. It's like he, he's the one who's uh, saying the least, mm-hmm. and like it just, I, it always felt to me like he's kind of just doing it because they're doing it. But make so that shows- more. 
make it I mean let them say that later on then yeah the the thing that sucks about um this tv show mm-hmm. coming on is that when i was trying to look up more about the movie it's really hard to find stuff about the movie like when you have two sequels a tv show a cartoon mm-hmm. and then just a team <laughs> called the yeah. ducks um it is hard to find information because what i'm wondering is are there deleted scenes? Like, were there were yeah. there things cut out? I would like to know that kind of stuff, and that's not available to me. Um, in at least not in a way where I can easily find it. <laughs> yeah, like at an hour before recording, because I am curious about a lot of that stuff. I also want to point out the director directed uh, "Don't Tell My Babysitter's Dead." Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. That's like, right. He did these back to back. I think. Yeah. <laughs> that's- I bet there's stuff in the original script. And who knows how dark it got with the kids in the mm-hmm. original script. I, yeah. Oh, God, I want to get my hands on that. I didn't know until today how dark it was supposed to be. And, I, oh, God, I would love to read that. Because the first time the kids meet him, Jesse says, um, go and peddle your drugs elsewhere. Mm-hmm. They automatically think he's a, a, a drug pusher. So, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, um, yeah. What kind of lives are these guys living? Exactly. That That is their... Like, they not only think he's a, a drug dealer, but one of them seems to have, like, a speech ready for mm-hmm. this kind of situation. Exactly. Like, I, oh, I, I want to see the darkest version of this movie. I know. Oh, what, uh, before I forget to mention it, because I keep forgetting, the fight scene where all the ducks are fighting, mm-hmm. I'd never noticed this until today. Mm-hmm. You can hear one of the kids during that scene yell, Attica. <laughs> He is yelling, Attica, Attica. (laughs) What the There's a Dog Day Afternoon reference in this movie that I never caught until today. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. Did I hear that correctly? Did I hear him say Attica? And so I immediately Google it, found a Reddit post from a few years ago where someone was like, did I just see this? And that was like the only result I really got for it. And I was like, is this a thing that people have not really noticed? Mm-hmm. Um, it, which I guess shouldn't be surprising if I've never noticed it, but it was so weird. It was just such a weird thing to notice in this scene. Yeah. Attica. Um, yeah, okay. So what's... <laughs> What's your um, your positive of the movie? And you can't just say the movie. <laughs> I like to. I just um, like to add that. I just like to say it. <laughs> okay. Well, first, I I just I need I need to get in a bonus fourth problem. Okay. Uh, that isn't actually this movie, but okay. Well, actually, this kind of ties into my positive. All right. So I'm going to say my positive is the darkness of the movie. I feel like um, this is like right before they start or they stop doing darker movies like watching things from the kids movies from the 80s and early 90s there is a darkness that you're dealing Mm -hmm. with um and this is the line right here between this and d2 which is my bonus problem because there's so many movies to watch that i'm not going to have us watch the sequel to this movie Mm -hmm. for this podcast um but this is dark you know coach bombay gets a dui he's like he's had this like I mean, the stuff with his coach is pretty dark. Like, his coach is awful. And also, uh, there's an indication, not an indication, but actually, we're told that this isn't his first DUI. So, he's done it before. 
he's troubled. The kids, you know, they immediately think he's a drug mm-hmm. dealer. So obviously they have some darkness they're dealing with. We see some racism. Like there's a lot of, st- and, and I believe you hear, I believe someone says shit. I don't think there's a, I believe shit. I, I don't think there's a shit. There's a bastard twice and there's a pest. Like my, I think my mom there's a very, shit at the beginning, but I didn't make. I, I don't. Note. I, I tried to. Well, I listened out for bad language, but okay. I couldn't hear it. All I could hear was two bastards and a pissed. <laughs> well, they do say some at least light bad words. Yeah, in this movie. yeah. Uh, well, it's like a kid. It's a kid like that, that says bastards. So yeah, and so then two years later, you have D two, mm-hmm. and first of all, there's more cartooniness, like you were talking about before. But so Fulton in this in this movie, like I don't know, he just seems like tough, um, and he seems kind of like a badass, and you know they there's like cursing in this movie and stuff. In the second movie, I believe it's um, Keenan Thompson does his does like they see him um, do like the knuckle puck mm-hmm. for the first time. His his infamous like his like shot he does. And Fulton says, what the heck kind of shot was that? Mm -hmm. That line represents how, like, when people say things were Mm Disney-fied, that's what they're talking about. That D2 is so light, and it, like, all the darkness is gone, Mm -hmm. and the tough guy is saying heck instead of hell, which is what he would have said a couple years before it doesn't line up with the tone of this movie. Mm -hmm. And as much, and I do like D2. There's a lot I like about it, but it makes me so mad. (laughs) And I just, I like that this movie's real. Like we're dealing with like, you know, we talk about single motherhood, like Mm -hmm. there's real bullying. The tough guy is actually really tough. Mm -hmm. Um, and I I enjoy that. And it's weird because, you know, my kid, like, the first time – I've tried to make him watch it several times. He has no interest. Right. The first time I made him watch it, he's like, this is a grown-up movie. <laughs> and that's how much things have changed. Yeah. That, like, he mostly just watches kids' movies. He's watching this. He thinks it's not for kids. Yeah. And I'm like, my kid needs a little more dark – like, why haven't I been showing him – I should have started earlier. Yeah. I let him watch too much Thomas and Peppa and like, although Thomas is dark in its own way, but like not in a way kids notice. Yeah. Things were a little darker when we were kids and I appreciate that. I appreciate that in this movie. Yeah. There's an episode of Full House where uh, Stephanie is like hanging out with her friend and her dad gets mad at her. And like she, the kid is like, "Oh man, that sucks. I hate it when my dad gets that mad." And um, sorry, I had to look something up about that episode real quick because, okay, yeah. As I was saying that, I realized the kid who plays Peter in this movie mm-hmm. was that abused kid in that episode. <laughs> it's so weird that I'm bringing bringing up this episode of Full House when that's the same friggin' kid. Yeah. Okay, so so Peter from this movie is just like, man, I, I hate it when my dad gives it to me. And he's like talking about how like you just kind of close your eyes and like wait for it to be over or something yeah. like that. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, and it turns out this kid is abused. Mm-hmm. And it's like back in the back in the 80s, we had very special episodes. We talked about yeah. things. And I, I'm sure some kids' shows today do that. I'm not going to act like an expert because I haven't seen mm-hmm. them all. But from what I've seen, they don't have those things. And that's how kids learn about all sorts of issues is because, like, I would watch these shows with my parents mm-hmm. 
uh, some subject would come up and then all of a sudden we're talking about like drunk driving or racism yeah. or whatever. There's a pedophile episode in Different Strokes, famously. Yes. Oh my god, creepy as hell. Yeah. Creepy as hell. And I used to watch I've, Different I've, Strokes I've, as a kid. <laughs> it's it's so weird when you watch older stuff and you're like, oh, I didn't understand they were talking about things mm-hmm. like this this far back. Like WandaVision made me want to watch Bewitched. So I finally cracked open my box set and I was watching some Bewitched. And there's an episode where th- they're throwing a dinner party for Darren's boss or for, for a, cl- a potential client. Mm-hmm. And um, the client keeps uh, hitting on Samantha. Mm-hmm. And he's like really like he's he's assaulting her. And she's a witch. So, of course, she turns him into a dog. <laughs> and like when she explains to Darren what happened, he's just like... I don't want to lose this client. Like, why would you do that? And she's like, um, he was like being inappropriate with me. And he's like, this is like, uh, you know, half a million dollar account or whatever. And it's like, Darren doesn't take it seriously until he actually witnesses this Mm -hmm. guy putting his hands on Samantha. And I'm like, I don't remember this part of Bewitched. Yeah. (laughs) We were, we were talking about that. I mean, they weren't saying sexual assault or anything, but it's like, it's getting into it, you know? It's crazy. So I, I, Maybe that's why I'm dark, because I watched these things when I was young. <laughs> that's actually my positive as well, is the, yeah, that it's a Disney movie where an alcoholic gets caught drink driving. I do like that they sort of push the boundaries in PG movies at this. There's also a blue mm-hmm. balls gag in a Disney movie. Yes. Well, and it's not just a gag. It's not like on Shrek when they make penis jokes. Yeah. But like, no one in the movie is acknowledging it's a penis joke. Mm-hmm. Those kids know what blue balls mean. Yeah. Yeah. They know it. Exactly. And that's where it gets interesting, is it's not a joke for the parents. Although, I mean, I didn't know, mm-hmm. so no. maybe it was a joke for my mom, I don't know. Um, but, like, those kids knew. These are worldly children in this movie. Yeah, yeah. But th- that's my positive as well, was just the, the sort of <laughs> darkness of it. So we had the same positive, Jen. Oh, and... Gordon Bombay also, we, we get told that he, in the exact same year he loses the game, he also, his dad also died. Yeah. So, you know, things like that is just, like, really dark. Well, and the thing that they don't make super clear in the movie, mm-hmm. but that in reading about it I saw, is that it's not even like Bombay lost them the game. Mm-hmm. Because they then went into overtime and they lost in overtime. And that makes it so much worse that his coach blamed him for it all these years, like almost 20 years and was so awful about it. And it wasn't even like he was the, it's not like that was the last shot of the game. True. That's all we have time for. If you'd like to follow the podcast, it's at Drop the Pilot Pod um, on Twitter. Uh, shiftybench.co.uk is the website contact at shiftybench.co.uk is the email address where can people find you on the internet Jen? Uh, I tweet it at Pilot Inspectors which is also a podcast I don't do often but I will be doing uh, the Mighty Ducks for it so if you enjoy right. God, you could just hear my dogs while I'm talking <laughs> um, and so leave that in because they'll hear the yeah. dogs and so I need to acknowledge it um, yeah but yeah, we'll be talking about Mighty Ducks, so if you enjoy this, go go listen to that. And I also do Closer to Free, which is a Party of Five rewatch podcast. Excellent. Uh, thank you all for listening, and we'll speak to you all next... Oh, no! Whoa, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! The next movie! Oh, sorry. What's the next movie? No, 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 no. It's my fault entirely, Jen. Okay. It's my pick. I'm a woman. And... I have to apologize for everything. That's true. <laughs> oh, and next week, holy shit, 
The movie we're going to watch next week is My Father the Hero from 1994, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it stars Gerard Um And it's a remake of a movie from 1991 that also starred Gerard Um A French movie. And the Americans remade it. And it's gross. So we're going to delve into the world of My Father the Hero. Jen's never seen it. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, so, yeah, that's the show next week. Uh, thank you all for listening. We'll speak to you all next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.